Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It is a double shot. No, it's not quite a double shot. We didn't do two today. We did one yesterday. It's a back-to-back is what we're doing. It feels like a double shot, though, because we arrived home yesterday from up north, came straight here, recorded a podcast, went home, home, went to bed, got up, came back here, worked all day, went home, saw our kids, said goodnight, and we're back here again. So yeah, it feels feels like a lot. And you know what? Go go read my Facebook. Shh. No one cares. cares. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's my new thing. Shh, no one cares. Or, or this other one that I uh, that I posted. No one cares. Work harder. Because I'm just getting sick of hearing people complain about stuff. Although I'm probably the biggest complainer ever. So <laughs> maybe I'm getting sick of hearing myself complain about stuff. Well, we probably don't have uh, much to complain about. When we start talking to our guests tonight, you'll see why. We have Stephanie o- on Zoom. And uh, she's a licensed massage therapist in the States. I want to say Arizona. She can correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) And uh, she actually started a massage therapy association that she's going to tell us about. That sounds like a a big project that I would never fucking want to do. It looks massive, but she can explain a little bit more. But I I was quickly sort of uh, perusing the website link that you sent me. And it's uh, like a national association. She wants to be there to support massage therapists all over the US. And I was like, whoa, this is like a huge undertaking. And um, yeah, I wanted to talk to the woman so, who decided I'm going to start a whole fucking association. So please, <laughs> at some point, someone remind me because I'll forget because my memory shit to ask you, why the fuck would you ever want to take on something <laughs> that fucking big? Because I'll tell you what, as a joke, like uh, our, our governing body, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario, um, earlier in the year, the what's what's Corinne's title? She's the the president and CEO, I believe, or something along those lines. We'll call her that. Yeah. Okay. And so basically, she runs she runs the governing body. And earlier this year, she announced her retirement. And so I've been see I've been getting notices a lot on LinkedIn job job opening job opening for this. It goes out to anyone basically that has yeah. any sort of qualification. It's not like I'm I'm looking this up and it's coming to me in that way. But nonetheless, I as a joke sent it to a senior RMT that I know. This guy's in a bit in RMT for like thirty something years. We rap on Facebook all the time. He's actually got a really cool job working at working in the athletic department at a university. Any which way, I sent it to him as a joke, and he's like, "I think I should apply for this." He was joking too, and I'm like, "I would never." This is not even a joke. I sent to him as a joke, but I'm like, "I would never, ever, ever want that type of job." I don't care how much you get paid for it. I don't want that responsibility. So you're ballsy. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. You must have these massive. <laughs> Fucking testicles that hang low and swing make me make me uh... false. She's a woman. Only a woman could do this. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. <All> right. Well, <laughs> thank you for uh, reaching out to us, Stephanie. So before we start anything, can you just give our listeners a little bit of background on you, and we'll get to Mark's question of what were you thinking? I'm just kidding. It's someone's got to do it, and we're glad those someone's like you exist. So my background. Um, well, before I, I've been a massage therapist for six years. And before I became a massage therapist, I managed two hotels. Um, I worked in marketing and training for huge companies. Um, and I was also an executive recruiter. So that was my past life, but now I have this life. Um, and I, during my massage career, I started off in private practice. And then I went into a lead therapist position at one of the massage franchises. Um, and then I Two years later, I left and I went to um, a few different resorts. We have a lot of resorts here in Arizona. So 
I've worked at many, many of them. Um, and in fact, I was working at three of them when COVID hit. And then uh, I got laid off from all of my jobs and I was bored. So I just decided to start a National Massage Association. Sure. I get, Naturally. I'm not going to lie. I get bored and I'll, <laughs> I'll peruse Instagram. <laughs> you get bored. You're like, I'm going to fucking start a National Association. You are such a liar. You get bored and suddenly we have a podcast. You get bored and that's suddenly still, we're running a charity conference. Still, you get bored and you know, you're creating new courses. That is still, still significantly different. Significantly different. So you decided to start this massage association. You know what I find interesting actually is that you said you started this when you got laid off. I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. would be laid off and bitter. And instead, you're like, let me do something great for this profession that just kicked me on my ass. So was this something yes. you had thought about prior to getting laid off from all of your jobs? Or was this just an idea you had literally out of COVID can I, boredom? Can I take a stab at this? Because this to me is not something you just, you get bored and just decide I'm going to do, right? This is something Maybe that kind of lingers in the back of your mind. And then when you start to notice things about the industry, it's like watering this freaking plant, watching it to come to life a little bit. And then as you interact with other therapists and they're expressing to you, concerns that they have with the industry or things that they really love about it then it just kind of further waters this thing and fertilizes it and then you get laid off and you have time to talk to it yourself and give it all the carbon dioxide it needs and then suddenly boom it bursts through the through the the soil and it, is he right yeah that's what, i think i'm right i feel like i'm right he is right yeah oh. <laughs> pat myself on the back yeah so the way that the story kind of went is when covid hit us um we were like we were one of the first to go back to work Arizona went back to work in May. Everybody was freaking out. Everybody was scared. Everybody was like, holy shit, we don't even have like any guidelines. We don't know what we're doing. Like, are we going to die? You know what I mean? So um, (laughs) that kind of got me thinking, maybe it's a good time to do this, (laughs) right? Um, And eventually, like we very first started talking about unions. Now we're not a union and we're not going to be a union, but (laughs) that was how it started. And so I started this group and we decided to start talking about how and if we could start a massage union um, that would actually work for the people who are boots on the ground doing the job, right? So um, I explored a couple of different unions and I talked to them for months and months and months trying to figure out if and how we could do this. And it is possible But I disconnected from the union idea because I found out that I could do it so much easier if I just started a 501c3 nonprofit association. And then what I could do is I could work with LMT-owned businesses and they couldn't join the union, right? They would kind of be left out in the cold if that was the case. So now I can get the business owners, the independent contractors, all of our self-employed people and our employees, right? And we can work together for them. Is this something, you know, as Mark said, people approaching you about what they think about the industry, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. Was this something that you wanted to do because you were seeing a lot of things that you thought could be done better? Yes, absolutely. I mean, when I first started this, what I did was I actually dropped into probably 200 massage groups all over the country on Facebook. And I just started listening. Everybody was talking about COVID. Everybody was talking about, you know, whether they were felt safe or whether they didn't. Um, we started kind of noticing the divide between therapists, whether they wanted to, um, you know, go unmasked and not worry about this, or if they were, 
like I'm not, I'm not opening my practice for another year. Right. Um, and so after I started listening to everything, um, I just started writing everything down. I put everything in a spreadsheet and I have a seven page spreadsheet of all of the issues that massage therapists brought up over a period of two or three months. And then I started talking to them individually. I've talked to over 2000 massage therapists one-on-one on zoom meetings, um, to find out what it is that they actually want and what it is that they actually need from an association. And a lot of them are like, our associations aren't doing it for us. Um, And so I was like, well, maybe we can do it for you. Like, let's do it together. When you say that the response is our associations are not doing it for us, what is the not doing it for us? What are they missing from their current association that you're hoping to fill in that gap? So there was a huge gap. Um, A couple of things kind of came out during COVID. One was um, insurance coverage. Um, insurance coverage wasn't, we weren't sure if insurance coverage was actually going to be, be good and be there for COVID-19. And we still don't think it is, even though we heard that it was, but it's still kind of on a case by case basis. So that was one thing that a lot of people were talking about. Um, people were talking about education and how there are no standards of education for massage therapists in the United States. Like, I don't know what you guys have in Canada, but what we have here is kind of like this individual education system where everybody kind of gets to do their own thing, right? We have a certain number of hours and we have certain classes, but we don't really have a high standard of education in our country. Right. So when you're talking about that, you're talking about formal massage education, like that happens at uh, college or whatever the institutions are. Yeah. In Canada, it's really, really different because we we're considered to be healthcare in Canada. So of all of our provinces, we have a handful of provinces that are regulated where they're considered regulated healthcare professionals. There's a governing body, the college of massage therapists of whatever province. So for example, the college of massage therapists of Ontario and pretty much the the education is crazy insane, right? So we're talking, it used to be across most provinces, about 2,200 hours was the minimum. There were some provinces where it was up to like 31 or 3,300 hours or something along those lines. And in more of the recent years, they've departed from the idea of hours and they moved to a pure competency uh, basis where now we have this document called the Interdurisdictional Competency Document. And pretty much what it does is it highlights, it, it spells out all the competencies that need to that need to happen in a massage therapy program for all of the schools right across Canada. At least that's the hope that we're trying to get that that industry accredited. But it's it's a big difference in terms of what we can have as a school and and the education that we can roll out compared to the states. Because I agree with you. We've talked to a whole bunch of people from the states and we're confused as fuck. Like New York has like a thousand hours. Some places have five hundred. We talked to a therapist Hawaii in Hawaii yesterday who like opened a school. Five sixty <laughs> something and and she's raised it up to six ninety something to meet with like national standards or something like that. And then there's three states apparently that we know, we now know Minnesota is one of them that has zero requirements. Like you, you can, can just, just decide you're decide, a massage I'm therapist. I'm going to be a massage therapist and open up shop. And we thought that was a little fucking crazy. But what do we know? We're a bunch of uh, Canucks up here. We know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Beaver pelts and uh, female bacon. I mean, this shit is nuts, right? Like, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big issue. And when I talk to so many massage therapists, literally education is the number one thing that they're concerned about. Nobody gets it. Right. And then, you know, the business owners that we have are like, people are coming out and they're not prepared for this job. They're not prepared to 
do much of anything, right? They get their hands-on skills, but even those, sometimes it's only 500 hours and sometimes it's zero hours, Mm. right? And they go in just not knowing what the hell they're doing. Now I do have to ask the crazy question because it's not like... It's not like you're a 20-year massage therapist and you've observed the industry for 20 years and you've worked in all sorts of aspects, medical massage here, sport massage here, spa work here, right? The amount of experience that you have as a massage therapist, you know, it's it's relatively new. And therefore, I'm really wondering, like, what, what, what's with the craziness? Like, how do you decide that this is something that I want to take on? Like, I can understand someone that's been, like I said, that's been involved in, say, education or these these formal types of institutions for like years and decades saying like, this is the now this is the time for me to do something like this. How did you decide you want to do that other than, you know, there's a gap that's there because I see gaps all over the place. Nothing about that makes me want to get a shovel and start filling shit up, right? (laughs) I just leave the fucking gaps and I recognize there's gaps and potholes and I just avoid them. So I got two questions for you. First off, what made you want to become a massage therapist to begin with? And um, how did you decide, like, this is something that I I need to do? Because this sounds like you need to do it. Yeah. So um, how did I become a massage therapist? Interesting story. So I, I wanted to do uh, something that was kind of like less stress um, and, you sure, know, kind of like lower key. Less stress. <laughs> and I actually, well, <laughs> actually, I, I started in Reiki. I, I became a Reiki master and I was working with some metaphysical shops up in Oregon. And that's where I lived for a long time before I moved to Arizona. Um, and my best friend was in the South therapist and she was amazing. And I just, I loved her and her energy and it was fantastic. And I love massages. I love getting massages. It's like my favorite thing ever. (laughs) And, um, and I also really love like luxury treatment. So like really the spa is, that's my place. Right. Um, and so when I moved out to Arizona, um, I was kind of like, what am I going to do now? I have this chance to completely shift my life. And that's when I decided I was going to become a massage therapist. I went to interview at the school um, and then signed up that day. And I was in school the next day. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, you didn't mess around, eh? Didn't. Well, obviously, she doesn't mess around. So the question (laughs) I had was, this association was born April 2020. And you've identified some Mm -hmm. huge, like these aren't small things that you're talking about. It's not like small areas to support therapists. You're talking about somehow standardizing a national curriculum. Um, What steps have you taken or what, you know, what's what's the plan i guess for figuring out how to do this like are you starting with you know improving continuing education are you actually going to different associations in different states and trying to figure out how to do this like tell me how how this seems like a huge huge job how are you doing this <laughs> is this something you're taking on on your own or do you have like a team of people cuz for example like i would have no fucking clue how to start something like this if i never want to like i can't be more clear than that I would would you, never want you, to. We get it. But you don't I, do I it. would not have an idea of how to start doing something like this. I wouldn't even know the people I'd have to connect with. Basically, what I have to do is bust out all of my massage therapy connections that 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 have the connections. Yeah, know people who know people. Know people who know yeah. people. Well, she worked in marketing. She figures it out. So yeah, tell gotcha. me, what is, the, what is your process? What are you thinking about doing to try to tackle this education issue that's happening in the States? Okay. So um, 
in order to start kind of learning how I was going to do any of this stuff, I really had to start talking to people. And I talked to tons of massage therapists who, you know, work in jobs, they have their own opinions. I had my group, I started asking a lot of questions. And in my group, I've got therapists who have been therapists for 25 years, 30 years, sometimes some longer, you know, so they gave a lot of really good advice. And I connected with um, some therapists who were like, our legacies in massage therapy out here, like, you know, um, and these people have been in the industry for upwards of 30 or 40 years. And I was like, I was really nervous. I connected with Sandy Fritz. I don't know if you guys know who she is, but she's pretty fantastic. Um, And I was so nervous to talk to her. She was actually the first one. She owns a massage franchise. Um, and she's been in the industry for like 40 years. And I was like, I'm just going to see if she'll talk to me. <laughs> and she did. And it was pretty fantastic. And so when I talked to her, I talked to Laura Allen, I was learning, like, I wanted to know the history of how all of this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was connecting with, you know, the, the ones who were just getting ready to approach retirement age, like, how did this happen? How did these associations start? what the heck were they doing all this time? And what are they doing now? You know, because what, what I can see as a massage therapist is like, it's not much, right. I'm not seeing a forward push for education that's better or longer or, you know, more intense in the United States so that we can actually work alongside healthcare providers and be considered healthcare providers and not personal care services, you know? Um, And then I, I used all of the information that I had taken from massage therapists that I was listening to and I categorized all that stuff. So we have all of their concerns, you know, like these are the education concerns. Okay. So I know what they're concerned about and I I know what they want. And then I've talked to all these people to find out the history of how all this stuff happened. And then from there, like we are working to kind of make a plan of how we're going to tackle the situation. Can I ask you a question? When you're, when you're going and you're learning about basically how all these associations came to be and why they did what they did. What what were your takeaways? What did you learn from that? Oh man, I learned a lot. Um, Someone had told me that AMTA was actually at the very, very beginning, they wanted to, there were people in there that wanted to form a union and they didn't. And instead they formed this association, right? But the, the association was supposed to be you know, the advocate for massage therapy, they have lobbyists all over the country, you know, so I was trying to find out kind of like what, what's their game plan and what were they doing? But, you know, I quickly found out that in 2016, I think it was um, when Massage MV started having so many sexual assault allegations against them, Mm. AMTA teamed up with Massage MV to try to help them out. Right. Mm. And now they are a team. And I was like, well, okay. Um, I don't really think that that helps there. Right. That really muddies up an association and what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. That kind of messes things up a little bit. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, And then I talked to, um, you know, employees at ABMP too. And I said, Hey, I have all of this stuff. And I actually gave them my entire list of concerns that massage therapists gave me. And then I waited for them to do anything and still haven't heard anything. Hmm. Right. So that was real interesting. Um, And I was like, well, okay, well, if they're not going to do it and they're not going to respond, then we can do it ourselves, right? So the whole idea is really to get therapists kind of like um, on board to be like, hey, 
they're not doing this for you. We can do it together. I can't do it by myself, right? But if we have a lot of people, we can do it together. That's really the only way anything gets changed. Mm-hmm. You're and right. I think this idea in our industry of, mis- yeah. And it's like uh, the people in our industry are so, we are so like individualistic, right? We're like, I'm going to go and do my own business and I'm going to open up my own thing and I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to make my own rules and, and all of that is fantastic, right? But we can't just stay inside the treatment room and like put these like, you know, blenders on and not think about the things that are happening outside of there because they affect us and they affect our jobs. And they're going to start affecting whether or not we can do our job in the future. So during all of your your research collection and everything, when you're talking to all these people, um, have you spoken to any of the associations? I mean, the AMTA obviously is the biggest one that I can think of. And have you spoken to the AMTA? Do they know what you're doing? Are they like willing to work with you? Are they like, who is this lady coming in and trying to take over? What's what's the situation there with them? Uh, okay, so I do have some people who are AMTA members and they are high in the AMTA chain in their states who are members of our organization. Um, one of the first projects that we actually did was a petition project with some therapists in California And we had um, someone from AMTA in there with us when we were working on that project. So they do kind of know what's going on. I've reached out to the AMTA in my state, but the national um, board, I wrote them a letter after the Atlanta shootings. You guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wrote them a letter. No response. (laughs) So I think that they might still be like, who is this lady? But... um, but the people who were kind of at like the lower like state levels, they do know who I am. Okay. So this this is all I kept thinking about when you were talking about, you know, the things you want to do, the things the associations aren't doing and that you can do them. I feel like anytime we've talked to anybody from an association is they always talk about, you know, we are doing things and sometimes it's not visible to the public. And a big roadblock that associations have very often in getting the stuff done that the members think need to be done is funding and money. And how are you, how are you tackling this? Because I know like the membership to your association is not, it's not very expensive. So how are you going to work around the idea of getting stuff done that, you know, maybe you need money for? Or how are you going to make sure that there's visibility and that therapists can see that you are out there and you're doing the stuff? Like how are, how are you, how are you showcasing all of this to your members? A lot of it, well, everything that I've done so far has really been through organic reach. So, you know, I talk about things in Facebook groups. I might, you know, ask a question here, ask a question there, right? But I try to be very visible in a lot of different groups and talk about a lot of different things. Um, and so, and then, you know, if a, if a therapist is experiencing a real issue, I'll usually just like send them a private message and say, hey, <laughs> let me help you, Right. Um, so I've done a whole lot of that. And I mean, it, it meant spending all day online sometimes just kind of like reaching out to people. Um, but at this point we have, we're kind of starting to focus in on Arizona where we are right now. Um, we have lists of all of the actively licensed therapists in the state. Um, and I do have a, a team that I am building right now. Um, it has two fabulous women on it right now that are both located down in Tucson, Arizona. Um, 
And then one more coming on board. So I'm really excited to have him coming on board to manage our campaigns for us. Um, and we're still looking for more, still looking for more people to step up to help us. But there have been a lot of people who have come in to be advisors um, and to kind of give us direction, like where can we go? What can we do? Um, we've done these talks. Um, so every month we've getting therapists together in groups to talk about an issue. Um, so we've done that to try to get more people involved and more people on encouraging them to share the videos with their audiences. Um, and so we did one on diversity. We did one on continuing education. We did one on entry level education. Um, you know, and we're just going to kind of keep that ball rolling so people can learn more about who we are. Um, and then also to get information distributed and then. Once we are a 501c3, which is kind of where we're going, I'm waiting to kind of get people, enough people on our leadership team so we have enough officers to kind of run everything. Then we're going to be looking at grants. Okay. This is a really huge undertaking. This is a lot of work. And I know some of the questions we're asking, um, you're doing a great job at answering them, even though I'm probably asking questions that are well beyond an association that's only a year old. But this is a lot <laughs> going on. And I, I mean, my assumption would be that all of you guys are volunteering your own time. Like, it's not like you're... What does that sound? Someone's alarm. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Can you hear that? Hang on. Yeah, it's going to come through your yeah, hold on. We have an alarm going off in the building. Should we be concerned? No, someone's office. It's it's getting broken into right now. Apparently, okay, cool. <laughs> oh shit! What was I saying? Mother. <laughs> you were talking about volunteers. Everyone's oh, yeah. volunteering their time. I assume that this is all volunteer hours. That like you guys are all just volunteering your time to get this thing going. It's not like you're making money off of this. So. I come back once again to the question Mark asks everyone who, you know, decides mm -hmm. to take on a huge undertaking like this. Why do you care? Why do I care? I am so passionate about this industry that I am like, you know, it, it bothers me that there isn't more respect um, and that people are not paid fairly and that people are not paid properly. Like, that shit drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. I like this. <laughs> so, oh man, it just drives me insane. And it's happened to me, you know, like in my story, in my career, like I worked for a five diamond resort that never paid me properly. You know, I've been that person who, you know, got the shit into the deal when I worked for somebody else. You know, I've spent tons of time doing free work for people, um, you know, and now I feel like I'm in a position to where I don't have to worry about any of that shit anymore and I can give back. Right. So that's what I'm doing. I like this idea because I'm a big fan of anything disruption like that. I mean, if, if the, if, if the wheel of the big machine is already turning and it's not producing what you need it to produce and you bring it to the machine's attention over and over and over and over and over again, and you don't see any change or any results from that, then fuck it. It's about time. You just start doing it on your own. I'm a, yeah. I'm a massive, massive fan of that because things like that, they have to start somewhere and they start with a bunch of people that are passionate, that are willing to give their time to do these types of things. And I love it that you have a group of people that's willing to because so for example like i know a whole bunch of people that 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 are that are intelligent people and they have a lot of things to say and they got a lot of good things to add to the industry but they won't do shit unless there's a paycheck involved yeah they're like oh, oh how much do i get paid for that 
Uh, no, no, forget it. I'm not. I'm not giving up my time for that. My time's valuable. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you're if you if you're passionate about it and you can't help it, but you you need to see a change and you really feel that there is, and on top of that, you've done the research to support what you want to do. You've talked on the ground floor of, with a bunch of people to say like, this is what I'm looking for. So then, my question to you is, what if the associations? suddenly started doing everything that everyone ever wanted to be done in other words they started to fill in the gap of what you're doing is that the time when you're like mm, fuck i guess i'll just call it a day because you know the <laughs> my end, work here is done because the end result <laughs> is we're all getting what we wanted or is there still like you know what this is something that i'm going to make happen regardless yeah i don't think i'm gonna stop um i i have been i mean i will tell you right now this has not been easy i have had a lot of people come against me i have had people who are people that people know. Let's just say that I've had people that people know come and try to fuck with me online just because they don't like what I'm doing. What does fuck with you online look like? I mean, they're like harassing me. They're sending me like horrible messages. Mm -hmm. You know, they're trying to educate me. Like I'm not educated. That was in the air quotes, by the way. They're uh, trying to educate her. Gotcha. Educate me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's just like, I have gone through so much to try to get this done. And I have talked with so many people that disagree with me that it doesn't even phase me anymore. I don't even care. What's the opposition? What's the disagreeing with? Are they, in other words, are they like, what's your point? Why why are you doing this? We've got larger associations that can handle this thing that have already got their, 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 their feet in the ground. And, and why is that, is that the, is that the, the barrier that you're seeing? I mean, I think that's part of it. Yeah. And these are people from those associations for sure. Um, and there are, there are other people, I mean, there's other people that have been like, don't try to change the industry. So right. many people have tried Fuck and everybody's it. failed. Fuck them all. That well, doesn't make sense if people stop trying, of course they're going to fail, right? Exactly. If you if you see a problem with not even a problem, if you see an area that you can create improvement and you think you can be a catalyst to make that happen, then go for it. Unfucking believable. You yeah. know what it is? It's it's the old boys club. It's the old school way of thinking and doing things where no one wants disruption because we're quite comfortable where we are and we don't need to ruffle feathers right now and blah 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 blah. It's just all about self preservation versus you know advancement. At least that's what I see with a lot of different it organizations. Happens, it happens all the time, and I'm not going to call out anybody by name. Mark. Mark can decide if he wants to, but just as an just as an example, um, Mark's involved in a lot of different things, and uh, you know he is always in different meetings for different things, and you know people bring him in even just to get his advice on things. And he was working with a group of people who wanted to provide some really interesting education for kinesiologists. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I wish I did. (laughs) Anyway, he was working with this group of people that wanted to do some stuff and it happened to sort of collide with a larger group that was already hosting something. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. And the point is they weren't trying to like step on their toes. They were actually trying to expand on what the other group was doing. Like, cool. I like what you guys are doing. Let's do more. And um, yeah, the larger group was really not taking well to this. And all I could could see was like, is this an ego thing? It is. Like what Mark and his, his people were doing was actually just trying to improve something and provide more um, quality to 
to the to people, like just members, just yeah. to help. It was, and they were all volunteering their time, and they just wanted to help. And the larger group was like, kind of like, this is our project. Get out of here. We well, don't need you. Well, that's the like, idea. What I, is happening? I think this. Uh, we're talking about a group of kinesiologists, and there's a national association for kinesiologists in Canada, and they have this thing, Kinesiology Week, where there's a whole bunch of presentations and education, and all that stuff that happens. Cool. Now. I'm in Ontario with another kinesiologist and we play, we, we, we do a lot of industry types of things for, for kinesiologists in Ontario. And we thought, Hey, let's put together some sort of entrepreneurship type of week for kinesiologists because the thing that was happening for kin week was very academic it's all yeah it was nothing to you know it's it's phds talking about their research and how that can help in the clinical space and all the rest of it which is great we need that kind of stuff but there was nothing there to help kinesiologists especially in ontario because it's the only place in the fucking world where kinesiology is considered regulated healthcare is in ontario and so we're ontario therapists we're ontario kinesiologists and we're like okay we're in one of the few places where kinesiologists are actually seen on the same level as all the other type of healthcare, but they have no idea of how to start a business and go with a business and all these business aspects so we're like let's create this week-long summit basically and it was all about being an entrepreneur in this industry well the larger association once they figured out what we were doing they're like no you can't do that we don't want you to do that it's in competition with what we're doing and I'm like, we're like no it's not in competition it's with what not in competition as it, was a matter fact, it was completely different it was different. enhancing we're, it and we're adding to whatever is going on there as a matter of fact if you want to come in and and do stuff with us we're open to that they're like no you can't do that we don't want you to do that and that's when we're like fuck off you know what we're going to do? We're actually going to pour this on even harder then. And we're going to just try to blow your 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 association's event out of the water. And that's basically what we did, right? And all we were looking for was a little bit of support. But at the end of the day, if I'm not going to get it, I'm not going to beg for it either. But it's not going to stop me from doing it. Well, and that's why I like your attitude, Stephanie, about like, I'm not stopping. I see that there's things that could be done and I want to try to do them. And it doesn't mean that you're trying to like blow every association like out of the water and say, fuck you guys, you're not doing like it's hopefully, hopefully what you're doing will maybe light a fire under some of these other associations to maybe see that they need to step up what they're doing. I I don't know. Maybe that came off really wrong. I'm collaborative all the way until, until, until you try to, I I hope so. Well, yeah. (laughs) Until you try to push my face in the ground. And that's when I stop being collaborative. I'm like, I don't need to collaborate with you. As a matter of fact, now I'm going to turn on the tap and now I'm going to blow you out of the water. So it's never about blowing you out of the water initially. (laughs) It's always about collaboration until I'm, I'm met with tons of opposition and opposition that I understand. I can, go with that i understand if you're like no we don't want to be a part of this or we think this is a bad idea and these are our reasons when your opposition is no this is our territory don't do it i'm like what <laughs> where, where 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 are these papers that say you own this territory watch me, yeah exactly right? exactly it's one of those things but watch me so where where is uso lmt headed stephanie <laughs> so i hope that by the end of this year we will have our 501c3 incorporation um, we are looking at funding from a different nonprofit um, that funds workers' labs, basically. So they um, they fund projects that help workers on the ground, right? And I think that's really where we need a lot of help with our um, our employees. And while you know, in the United States, we probably have like ten or fifteen percent of employees working at the franchises, right. but like they need help. They need help. You know, um, 
And so um, hopefully we'll be able to get that funding there. And I've been looking at that and talking to them for about six months. And so I think that there's a good chance that we can do that. Um, and then the rest of the year, we're going to be like um, holding, you know, monthly meetings to keep talking about all the different issues and keep learning what therapists want and what they need and what they think. Um, and then by next year, hopefully we're going to be starting to launch our campaigns and we may have one coming up here pretty soon. So um, once we get our new campaign manager on board, we do have um, a big issue that we would like to tackle, which is the state of um, the employer owned schools that are coming onto the scene. Mm. Um, Massage Envy wants to be a school and Handed Stone wants to be a school and Elements wants to be a school. But there are some problems going on with that because people are graduating from these schools and they're not able to get their massage licenses. So So you got some things going on. Um, I just wanted to mention because I'm on your website right now and I'm going to give you a chance to sort of like let everybody know how to get involved. But just everything um, that Stephanie is saying, when I first came on the website, it starts off by telling you that the idea here is change. It says, be the change. We are unifying, advocating for, educating, and engaging massage therapists across the United States. There's a whole list of benefits of being a member of this association, and it's open to everyone, students, uh, LMTs based anywhere in the USA, educators, LMT-owned, multi-therapist practices, massage co-ops, and um, yeah, it's basically the messaging here is you want to create positive changes in the workplaces and in the industry, which is everything you've just said. Can really. you rhyme off maybe some of those benefits that are there on the on that uh, page that you're looking at? Just out of curiosity, because I haven't seen the page. So you I'd... want me to read them yeah, off, yeah, or just, you want just, Stephanie? Just, just okay, just a couple on. here and there, like a couple, right. couple of ones at the top. So what's in it for you? Some member benefits: yeah. um, monthly members only Zoom meetings. Um, I like that one actually. I'll just stop and say that because I, a complaint I hear often about the associations is people saying, "I don't know how to get in touch with this association. Like I don't know how to access them. I don't know how." To to like ask questions, they don't respond to emails or whatever. So monthly members only Zoom meetings. So I guess people can come in and get their concerns heard and get their questions answered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, quarterly newsletters, professional development, uh, digital welcome package, leadership training opportunities, support when you need it. Um, you guys have a podcast, so you can get featured on the podcast. You can get featured in newsletters um, in the group and um, engage with others around your passion, this private members only group and a direct advocacy advocacy program. So that's a, it. that's a lot of benefits there. Yeah. Tell me about the membership and the membership growth if, if that's something that you can speak on. Yeah, we're still pretty small right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we are still actively working to, I'm, I'm really focused right now on getting leaders. Right. I need people to help me, right? We need more leaders so that our membership can grow because I cannot support, you know, one person, three people can't really support a thousand or 1500 massage therapists, especially not with the direct advocacy program that we have. So that's my main focus right now. Um, But we are continuing to reach out and to grow. Um, Hopefully we will have a deal coming with massage magazines. So we're going to start offering insurance as well um, as a part of that. And so we've been talking to them, just kind of waiting for that deal to come through. Nice. Um, and then, and then we're just, we're keeping, we're going to keep reaching out. We're just going to keep getting therapists on board. And I think a lot of it is really like, it's about planting this kind of like seed of collectivism, 
right? Again, we're so individual. We need to really work together to try to change things. Mm -hmm. And if we're not able to do that, like, I don't really know how this is going to happen. Like all of these people I've talked to who are up at retirement age right now, they're like, who are we going to teach to do this? They're excited that I'm here, right? They're so excited that I'm here and that I'm actually doing something because so many people are not, right? And one of the things you guys have mentioned about the old boys club. (laughs) So I want to put young leaders into our leadership positions. I want to put young people who are just becoming massage therapists, you know, maybe they're 22 years old, 23 years old. These people's ideas need to be heard, right? So I'm trying my best to get in front of those people um, and kind of like pull them out of their treatment room for a second and say, hey, 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 this is what we need to do, Mm -hmm. right? Let's just, let's start to open our eyes a little bit and find out what's really going on. Um, you know, and that doesn't happen. A lot of times that's what's needed. Fresh blood needs to be injected in, yep. you know, to make things happen. Yeah. I do love it. I, I love how you're, I, I got to ask you a question though, because I can imagine despite the uh, the massive amount of passion that you have for what you do, it's fucking exhausting. I'm sorry. It's, it's fucking exhausting. <laughs> it has to be. Is there ever a point you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, why did I fucking take this on? Because, you know, as much as you can see and you have the vision of where you want it to go and it's slowly kind of you know getting there and you have the you have the blueprints down and you're kind of you're kind of checking things off as we're going through stuff it's still a slow process because that's just the way it is and part of it is just it's fucking exhausting like is there ever a point where you're just like i don't i think i don't want to do this anymore or or is it like i'm too far in and if i throw in the towel now i'm kind of fucking embarrassed after all the shit that i've done and all the all the dust i've picked up (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when I want to throw in the towel, it's it's very rare. It's only it's mostly in those times of stress where I'm like, I just feel fucking tired. I don't feel like fucking doing this right now, right? And then sometimes I'm like, maybe I just throw in the towel. And then a big part of me is like, I can't quite do that. Not just because I really I believe in what we do and why we do it. But another big part of it is like, fuck, I made such a big stink the whole time about doing all this shit. Like I gotta keep going with some of it <laughs> because I've just made such a big fucking fuss about it. Do you know what I mean? And it's you're, exhausting. You're trapped now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I love being trapped. But yeah, so I mean, I really, I, I've never really had the thought of quitting. Never, nice. not once. That's good. Um, you know, even, even coming up against opposition, like that's just not, it's not in the cards because I knew as soon as I started that this was going to be a very long and tedious process. And I knew that. And so, you know, I'm taking it at my pace. Um, you know, we're taking it. I mean, I wouldn't say we're taking it slow. Like I've done so much over the last year and a half. It's crazy, right, 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 right. crazy more than I ever thought that when I, I say slow, I don't necessarily mean that you guys are working at a slow pace or not getting things done. I just mean the amount of things that need to get done. It's impossible to have that stuff happen really, really fast. That yeah. stuff has to be nurtured and the connections need to be made and the research needs to be done and blah, 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 blah. It's an impossible thing yeah. to just, you know, flip a switch and be like, Ooh, association, full operation. Here we go. Right. 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 I mean, you know, and I think what we're doing right now is, is, is really good. We want to do a lot more things in the future. Um, you know, and there's a whole list of goals on the site too. Like if you go to our tech take action page um, and click the button apply for our leadership council, there's a whole document you can download to see what we actually want to do over the next three years. So we have a three-year plan um, and it's everything is on there. Um, you know, and we're I'm doing so much. Like I'm a homeschool mom. I am here working from home. I have a life coaching business business. I have this, 
Um, you know, so I've always been one of those women that kind of does everything. I also have four kids. Um, Jesus. <laughs> so I'm used to being really, 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 really busy. You're one shy of a basketball starting lineup. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I have three daughters. They're all grown now. Thank goodness. But I still have a seven-year-old here at home. So. I'm pretty sure you got a bobsled team. There's four people in a bobsled team. Three? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? Let me ask you a question though, because I'm curious. You don't have to say. You don't have to say names. I, I don't want you to say names anyway. I'm curious though. Are there people that can be very beneficial to help you get where you need to go that you just never want to work with? Right. So, for example, I know there's a whole bunch of people that I can think of off the top of my head that could be really instrumental in in helping us do a lot of the things that we want to do. But I would never, ever want to fucking work with them ever. And therefore, I would never entertain that idea. But I'm curious, are there people that you're like, mm, they would be their skill set and the command of what they have and the connection that they have would be so fucking valuable. But I fucking don't like them so much. I would never want to work <laughs> What a weird question, but I'm curious because it happens to me. Yeah, I can think I of one know. or two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it is a weird yeah, question. Yeah, eh? absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say a whole lot about that, but no, yeah. No, you don't need to say I'm just kidding. I just, just want to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> That's all I want to know. I'm you not, are not alone. Not you are one. not alone. <laughs> no. I feel like Michael Jackson's singing to me. But I mean, there are some other people in the industry that are like these huge disruptors that I love so much and I want them to come work with me so bad. Do you want right? to drop the names um, on those people or no? It's up to you. You know, you don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like there are people like. Like, I don't know if you guys have talked to Robert Gardner. Yep, he yep. is amazing. Like All right, Robert. Robert, we're calling you out. Robert I Gardner. Like, uh, Robert. <laughs> Robert was on our uh, podcast way back when we first started. You know, he's a, he's a good guy. I follow all of his yeah. stuff. Robert uh, Gardner, Eric DeGear. I like Eric. Yep. Yeah. Rebecca just, Brumfield. Yeah. Nice. Um, Samantha Bell. Mm. Uh, or Savannah Bell. I'm sorry. Savannah Bell Moore. Like, she's amazing. There are a lot of people out there that I have been following for a long time and kind of following what they're doing. And, you know, I was having this conversation with Eric actually about this just a few days ago. And I was like, just think like we are, we're all here kind of doing our own thing. We have big groups. We have a big followings. We have a lot of people and we all want to make waves in the industry and we all want to have an impact and we all want to disrupt everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And what if we were all together? Like, what if we were all together in one place? Yeah, it's the fucking Now Avengers. think about the kind of impact that we could have. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You know? For people listening, Stephanie, that actually are listening to this, and they're like, yes, I'm in the States. Maybe I involved. want to get involved, whether it's just to join the association or to be a leader. Can you give out some information about how people can learn more about your association, where to find you, how to connect with you, and you know, maybe get involved a little bit more? Yeah. So we have um, our Facebook group is a really good place to start where you can come in and just kind of talk to us and see what we're talking about. Um, it's uh, USO LMT national, I believe is what it is. We have a bunch of like um, individual state groups too. But if you just look for the one that just says USOLMT, that's the group to join. Um, we're really just kind of focusing on that one right now. Um, and then you can email me, be the change at USOLMT.com. So that's one way to get a hold of me. Um, I am always open to Zoom meetings, talking to people, just kind of like chilling, hearing what you're all about, letting people know what I'm all about. So Facebook Messenger is a really good place to get a hold of me. We're also on Instagram and on Twitter. So you can find us there too. Very accessible. I like it. Right on. Do you have any other crazy questions for Stephanie? <laughs> Anyone in your life that you consider to be a value was a naysayer on all this? Um, 
God, no, not really. My my husband is my biggest fan. He is hugely supportive of like everything that I do. My husband actually was a stay-at-home dad for seven years while I massaged and was the breadwinner of our family. Mm. And now the tables have turned and he went back to work and now I'm doing this. And he's just here to support everything I do. He's my biggest cheerleader. And it's pretty awesome having somebody like that in your life because it just keeps me keeps me going. Honestly, that makes the biggest difference when 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 your your close support system is fully supportive. Yeah. Like I've I've been in situations where my close support system I'm not in one now, thank God. But I've been in situations where my close support system was not supportive at all in any of the decisions that I was making about stuff. And that's when I'm like, I'm cutting you out. I don't care how important you were at that time, this has got to end because if you're not if you're not coming along for the crazy ride that what's happening here because a crazy ride's not stopping this roller coaster is going no matter what so you can stand there him and ha and tell me how stupid this idea is and everything else i'm still doing it so i'd rather have people on the roller coaster that want to be on the roller coaster that are happy to be on the roller coaster that like roller coasters thank god i don't get motion sickness (laughs) you like roller coasters you put your hands up in the air and you scream and shit it's all good my husband knew that I went 150 miles an hour at all times when he met me. So we're all good. <laughs> he knew what he was getting into. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, I think this is so awesome, Stephanie. And um, I'm glad that. Uh... Wait, 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 sorry, wait, sorry, wait, sorry, wait, sorry, wait, 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 let's wait, 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 when he was home. Was it with the four kids he was home? Uh, no, just with our son. So okay. my others are older. My oldest is 26. Gotcha. And okay. then I have one that's like 18. 22 and then I have a seven-year-old okay. you look 26 so I'm just yeah I'm just that's, why I was, that's why I was like because hmm. <laughs> I was trying to imagine like she comes home from work and like there's the house is in chaos and there's like a kid hanging on this arm here there's another kid hanging onto a leg and there's someone hanging swinging from a chandelier and he's like thank god you're home but why, would it, why would it have to be chaos I don't know man I just, because it's like I don't know maybe uh, nah he was like the best housewife ever you guys really I love my husband he cooks he cleans he does laundry no Nice. Yes. Nice. It's a good call. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly that way in our house, but that's okay. Mark does all the other stuff. <laughs> I don't cook. I, I can try, but I, I don't. Everyone's getting peanut butter sandwiches if I'm cooking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter sandwiches and, scram- and scrambled eggs. That's what everyone's getting. I'm I'm the master at boiling and reheating. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as good as I get. Awesome. <laughs> but laundry, I can do. I, laundry's my thing. I can. I'm, I'm. I can fold. I can fold a fitted sheet, and I do a pretty good, damn good job of it. Yeah. When you pick up one of my tank tops that accidentally got shoved in with your clothes, you because, throw it at me. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this piece of clothing. Because women's clothing freaks me the fuck out. I'm like, I'm looking at this tiny little thing. I'm like, what is this? You're like, it's a shirt. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is the size of a bandana. How is this a shirt? So I don't even know what to do with this. But I don't anyway. wear clothes that small. Anyway. You sure. Um. What well, I was, you know, of course you can fold a fitted sheet right you're like a massage therapist or you're a witch one or the other (laughs) that's the test i gotta say i'm i will admit this openly on the podcast every i in theory know how to fold a fitted sheet every time i actually do it it looks like shit so i am not i'm not a witch apparently nor am i a massage therapist because i do not fold fitted Uh sheets well not at all not even a little bit. Who's, whose video did I... Was it Scott Lindquist's video? Yeah, he was, and he just started crumpling <laughs> them up. That's how I would fold it. Exactly. He was, he was, he was, doing, he was doing... You it. guys want to know how I learned? I actually learned from one of my housekeepers at a hotel that I worked at. That makes the most sense. She was like folding the fitted sheet one day and I was like, how do you do that? So I got the trick. My my mother folds a fitted sheet so well, and I've watched her do it a thousand times. And that's why I said, in theory, I know how to do it. And I start doing it, and I look at mine, and I'm like, nope, 
It's not my mom's crisp. It's crisp. But can your mom make a swan out of a towel? Huh? Can I she do that? I don't know. I don't there's, know. There's the big question because I bet Stephanie me. could do it. That to me says <laughs> mad skills right mm-hmm. there. I do not know how to do that. No, no swan towels. <laughs> Well, either way, what I was going to say before Mark asked about sorry, kids sorry, sorry. dangling from the ceiling fan is I once Chandler, again, no we fans. started. Fans oh, are sorry. dangerous. Fans are dangerous. <laughs> I once again just wanted to say how impressed I am that you've decided to take this on. And I <laughs> and Mark's giving you a round of applause. Um And I really hope that this takes off. I hope people listen to this and want to get involved because I like the idea that you're just trying to bring therapists together because you're right. The only way things get done is with numbers. And so all of these smaller associations that exist, and yes, yours is very small right now, but it's a baby. It's like it's in diapers. Start somewhere. It's got to start somewhere. But all of these smaller associations, as great as they may be or is not great or whatever, there's power in numbers. So I like the idea that you're looking at this big picture and this national association that can hopefully try to get all therapists with working towards the same goals. And even the fact that you've got the goals listed on your website, love that too, because I think a lot of people look at the associations like, well, what are you actually doing? What am I giving you money for? So transparency is great. Your your three-year plan is great. At least it gives people an idea of what they're even signing up for and what what they're working towards. I applaud you for this and this alone. Thank you for fucking taking action and not just talking. Because talk is cheap. Actions speak to me big time and it's one thing to just kind of rap about all the stuff you want to do and complaining about stuff and if things were like this it'd be so much better you went 3,000 steps beyond that and you, you fucking put the rubber to the road and you're like this is I'm going to I'm gonna do something here so even if it doesn't go according to your plan or if it falls flat at some point in time or at some point you're like this is way too much work I didn't get the support and help that I needed from it you still got my fucking round of applause for fucking doing something that you know just, just putting your money where your mouth is kind of thing Good on you, kiddo. Good on you. Thank you. <laughs> kiddo. <laughs> oh, no, man. Say, that's the way I feel. Thank you for emailing us. And I guess we should thank Eric because I guess he's the one who um, sent you our way. So thanks, Eric. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for hanging out in our Zoom tonight. This has been great. Thanks for sharing all this cool info with us. And I hope I hope you get some some more wheels and legs going on this thing. And I, I want to see it pick up pick up some speed and momentum for you this uh, this is really good what you're doing yeah thanks you guys i appreciate it right on you guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone peace